Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. I am Troy Shockley, and this is the Coffee Break Podcast. Thanks for joining our chat today. Coffee Break brought to you by Cochrane Insurance. We're finishing up the week with a pair of excellent guests in the studio from Mountain Pacific Quality Health. We've got uh, Tony King, heads up the pharmacy program over there, and Doug uh, Koonsweiler, Dr. Doug Koonsweiler. He's the chief medical officer. Uh, guys, thanks for joining us today. I do sure appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Uh, we we want to talk COVID, more specifically the, the vaccine. That's going to be the bulk of the chat today. But uh, for those who haven't heard you on the show before, can you kind of introduce yourself a little bit, uh, just to explain, I guess, what it is that you do out there, maybe how long you've been doing it, that sort of thing? Yeah, I'm, I'm Doug Koonsweiler. Uh, I'm a retired ER doctor, but I've been working at Mountain Pacific uh, for well, about 25 years or so. And I help with uh, developing quality improvement programs, mostly for uh, long-term care facilities and sometimes for hospitals. And then I also do a, a fair amount of work with the state Medicaid program, making sure that uh, our tax dollars are spent wisely and that people uh, on the program get the care they need and uh, that we don't waste anything. So that's those are my main roles. Thank you. And I'm, I'm Tony King. I'm the Director of Pharmacy Programs for Mountain Pacific. I am a licensed pharmacist. Uh, we are a subcontractor to Montana Medicaid and help them out with their pharmacy programs. We also work with other entities to help improve their, their overall healthcare dollar and spend. Uh, Mountain Pacific is a nonprofit uh, healthcare improvement organization, and we work with uh, Medicare, Medicaid, and other entities to kind of round out their healthcare services and make sure that they're uh, running at an efficient level. Okay. Well, and we talk about COVID in general. Montana has seen for nearly a month, I guess, a pretty significant decline. Uh, but then, you know, th this week we've been trending back up. Uh, I mean, is this too early to say this is a result of sort of the Christmas bump or yeah, maybe does a that bit. timeline fit? Yeah, maybe a little bit too early. The, the numbers sort of bob up and down a little bit. And sometimes, you know, they'll go a couple of days, like a weekend or a holiday without counting. And that gives you a little artificial bump. But I think in general, everybody knows there's going to be a big bump, just like there was after Thanksgiving. We're going to see a big bump, and I, that's probably the beginning of it here. Yeah. Well, I mean, the good news is that our county does continue to see a drop in active cases. I mean, we're, we add, I think, 65 yesterday, but overall the active count comes down. So people are getting better from this, which is a good thing. That's a very good thing, yes. People are wearing their masks, they are social distancing, they are washing their hands in general. I mean, there are hot spots where people have decided that they don't need to do that and they're going to pay the price for it. We're chatting this morning with a couple of the folks from Mountain Pacific Quality Health. We've got uh, Dr. Doug Koonsweiler in and also Tony King is here. And uh, we're, uh, we're pretty quickly approaching a year of the pandemic. Um, you know, it feels like it's been much longer and sometimes much shorter, I guess. But I think March marks a year. And inside of that year, we've already got millions across the country being vaccinated. That, that's pretty remarkable. It is remarkable. I, I did a little bit of research. The world record, as near as I can tell, uh, in the past was for the mumps vaccine. It took four years to develop, test, and distribute that. And so uh, COVID now holds the indoor record at about 11 or 12 months. So that's, that's uh, pretty cool. Yeah. Tony, you're the, you're the pharmacy guy. This is, yeah. your, this is right in your field. I mean, what is it like to sort of see 
what medical science has accomplished here. Well, and, and Dr. Kunzweiler and I have done a couple of these things, and I'll agree with him that vaccinations is one of the great, great achievements of Western medicine. Um, you know, we're looking at 5 million vaccinations in the U.S. of, of COVID at this point, and to, do, to roll it out that fast, um, and I've been on here before and we've talked about the flu vaccine, mm-hmm. you know, they start well over a year ahead of time. So they have the basis for it, and then they just alter it from year to year. So to start from the ground up and get something done in a year like this and for it to be safe and effective uh, is really a, a, an achievement to be celebrated. Yeah. Well, and right now, how many d- different vaccines do we have? It's just it, it's the two right in now, right? In the United States right now, we only have two. Worldwide, there are you know, about 60 different companies working on them. The Chinese are using a couple of different vaccines. The Russians have developed a vaccine that they're using uh, there are two others that are that are just uh, on the launching pad here in the United States, and that's the AstraZeneca and Johnson and Johnson, uh, and they I think are going to be submitted to the FDA for emergency use at the end of this month, and that's pretty exciting because the Johnson and Johnson is a single dose, mm-hmm. and neither of them require uh, uh, freezing. They they can both be stored in uh, in refriger in a normal refrigerator, and that's. Uh, that's going to make things a lot, a lot easier. Yeah, well, and that sort of touches on. I was going to ask why they're different, or maybe the the better question is, is how are they different? The two that we have. Uh, well, the two that are that are authorized right now and that are being given right now are are messenger RNA uh, vaccines, and these are are new. It's a new technology. In general, every vaccine works in the same way. It, it mimics uh, a germ and it makes your body believe that it's been invaded by the germ so that your own immune system, which is essentially white blood cells in your blood, will will fight against it. So that then when you do encounter the real thing, you've already developed your defenses. And, and some of them uh, use a virus that's been killed. Some of them use a virus that has had its uh, it's uh, bad parts removed. Some of them just use fragments of the virus. And, and what these are using are little bits of RNA that are the code for the, the COVID vaccine's protein coat, these little knobs that stick off of it when you see depictions of it. And so it's not even the whole virus. It's just a little part of the virus, but it's a key part that your body's immune system can latch onto, make antibodies to, and then when you encounter it, your white blood cells will kill it. So they they all vary a, a little bit, but basically they're all mimicking the germ somehow. Yeah. And, and, and Tony, we do have two different uh, vaccines here. And uh, as was mentioned, you know, one of them uh, has to be kept extremely cold. The other doesn't. And the, uh, these coming up, uh, hopefully at the end of the month, they're different as well. What? Why the differences? I mean, are we just, it's just two avenues to get to the same destination? Yep, it's just how it was uh, studied and, and discovered, and it's just the way that the company um, could make sure that it was uh, preserved and it could be used um, for that time. You know, it's not as stable as some of the other um, vaccines that we've had in the past, and it's important to note that these ones don't have any preservatives in it as well. Some of the other vaccines that we've had in the past have thimerosal or they have um, things in it that make it more stable and will preserve it and take more than one dose out of it. And these don't have those. 
Um, so for those that are out there worried about having preservatives or, or getting a vaccine with preservatives, at this time, these don't have any of those in it. So that, okay. that, that freezing method or that really extremely cold is a way to make sure that that vaccine stays safe and effective. And we're going to dive into a, a, a bit more of this here in a little bit. But you mentioned one of the vaccines coming up. It's the, the Johnson & Johnson is just a single shot versus uh, the ones we have now. You've got to go back in for round two. How are they able to do it with just one <laughs> with, without getting too much into the scientific weeds? Or is that possible? Uh, you know, I, every vaccine is a little bit different. Like I was talking about, there are different ways to, to skin the cat. Some vaccines mimic the entire uh, germ. Some mimic just a little part of it. Uh, I'm not really sure, to, to be honest, why the Johnson & Johnson uh, works on only one dose. But we've seen this with other vaccines, too. There are, there are some vaccines, and we just know this by studying it, that you have to have a booster. Um, sometimes it's a, a month or two after. Sometimes it's a, a year or even longer than that after that you need the booster to wake your mm -hmm. body's immune system up and get and get the full benefit. It just varies a little bit from product to product. And, and the only way you know that is by testing it. And uh, Dr. Kunzweiler touched on this, but uh, when we talk about these vaccines, uh, it, these vaccines in the past, it would actually be a, a weakened form of the virus itself. Uh, some of the, correct, some of like some of the older viruses, but but that's not this. We're, we're nobody's no. getting COVID put in their arm. No, no, nope. this is not. This is a little fragment of of the RNA from this virus that codes for the protein. And the other thing people should understand is you get you get the shot, and that little fragment of RNA is only in your body for a couple of days. It deteriorates because you're not you know frozen mm. super cold. So so it decays. But before it decays, your body recognizes it as a germ and, and, and starts making the antibodies to it. And there are other white blood cells that, that remember this. Uh, that they're called memory T cells, and they remember uh, how to code for this little fragment of the germ. And so that the next time you encounter it, they wake up and they start making antibodies and you're ready to go. to Right. It. So you could still be... I guess, infected with that virus, but then your antibodies know how to fight it. Right. You, and, you're still going to encounter it. And that, and that brings up a good point. That's one thing we don't know. So if you get the immunization and you will not get sick when you encounter the virus, what we don't know is could you still maybe harbor the virus and be able to spread it to people? And, and that's why even though you get your vaccine, we are saying continue to wear your mask for the time being, continue to wash hands, continue to socially distance, because we don't know. We haven't had enough time, really, to, to be certain about this. It's possible that you yourself will be immune, but you might be able to communicate it. We will know more about it as time goes by, but right now we're going to have to keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, there is a little bit of learn as we go on this thing Absolutely. and uh yeah that's a, that's a good point because and we're gonna in the second half we gotta take a break here in uh, in just a minute but in the second half we're gonna talk about uh dr kunzweiler's actually uh he's gotten his shot you you put your arm out there and uh, got that thing in your arm but you're still wearing the mask i'm still wearing the mask i'm still standing upright uh, none of my body parts have fallen <laughs> off i'm feeling good uh, yeah, I got it on the 29th of December. I'm pretty happy about it. And so you need to go in for a, a second round still. I do, right. And uh, so I got the Moderna vaccine, and they say 28 days, essentially four weeks, that so you have to go and get your booster. So I'm, I'm up for it. 
Yeah. So, and, and that's important. People can't just get the one and say, I, I got the, I'm done. That, you you got to go in, you got to get that booster shot. Yeah. yeah. We, we can talk about that in the second half. But sure. It, it's important to get the booster. Yeah. Let, let's take a break and then uh, that's, that's a good jumping off point for uh, coming back. So stick around. More COVID vaccine talk coming up. I just wanted to step away from the show for a few seconds to tell you that if you miss an episode, you can always catch up. We're on iTunes, so find our show there or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Local and area events, city, state, and national officials, your neighbors doing incredible things. We talk to them all on Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. In today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, we deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across Montana. Ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com security. Welcome back in. This is Coffee Break, and I'm Troy Shockley. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning. We've got from Mountain Pacific Quality Health, Tony King. He's the director of their pharmacy programs over there. And Dr. Doug Kunzweiler is the chief medical officer, and they're sticking around with us for the second half. And we mentioned it before we went to the break, but uh, Dr. Doug got his uh, – he, he got the first shot, but you're not done. People have to go in. They have to get that second booster shot. Why is that? So when, when the vaccine is being developed and, and you know, people were very carefully looking at this to, first of all, make sure that it was safe, and they determined that, and then to make sure that it actually worked. What they found, you get the shot and it's not instant immunity. It, it takes your body about a week to 10 days to develop the antibodies. And they found that that first shot gives you about a 50% protection. And what that really means is if you vaccinated 100 people, expose them to the virus, 50 of them would would not be sick mm-hmm. at all. And the other 50 might get sick, although not as sick as if they hadn't gotten the vaccine. 50% is okay, but it's not great. And so what they found is if they gave a booster about four weeks later, three to four weeks later, that that would again stimulate your body's immune system and then it bumps up to about 95% protection. So that's what we want. We want to get as close to 100% as we can. And that doesn't mean that the 5% people, uh, you know, will get sick and die of it. They will still get benefit from it. But uh, if we can give the two shots a month apart and you get 95% protection, that's that's pretty good. And that was yeah. just learned empirically. And, and they knew from studying other vaccinations in the past that that often is the case. Many of them require a booster to, to make sure that we really jumpstart your immune system. Yeah, and, and Tony, I, there is some talk about this literally changing, uh, rewriting people's DNA. I mean, where does that come from? Uh, is that something we need to be concerned about? Because that's one, one of the reasons when people say, I'm not getting it, I don't want people messing with my DNA. Sure. Where, where does that... It's just a misconception. It's, it's not understanding the science. It's not understanding the process in it. Um, the best way that it, I've heard it described was it's, it's giving your body an instruction sheet on how to build something. It's not going in and reworking stuff or rebuilding itself. It's just giving it a, a look of what to do 
another person described it as as an avatar so or avatar so it's going in there and and it's in your body but it's not doing anything it's just sitting in there giving your body the instruction sheet on how to build the antibodies for it and then you know with the booster shot a lot of times it, it just needs that extra kick to remember you know i built this once i can build it right. again and what about i mean there, there are plenty of concerns that people have about you know putting something in their bodies which is understandable and and we should be concerned about what we're putting in our bodies but uh, you know pe- people wondering about you know mercury aluminum that sort of thing is is that in these vaccines no no okay and i i discussed it now first it, those are preservatives those are to help make mm-hmm. sure that the vaccine is stable um, so that you can take more than one dose or that you can store it at room temperature for a while, et cetera. But these do not have uh, thimerosal. They don't have mercury. They don't have any of those preservatives in it yet. Um, the new ones, we're not sure. We haven't seen the, the ingredient list on them yet. But these two that are out for the, the public right now do not have those in it. Okay. And, and that ingredient list is available. They're not hiding what's in this. Right. Even the little fragment of RNA doesn't stay in your body very long. It it just deteriorates. And so it, it's there just long enough to, for your immune system to recognize it and start making antibodies. But it's not like you get the shot and you've got that in your body forever. Within a few days, you can't find any evidence of it. Right. And uh, as far as I've read, no microchips, which is something I, I've actually heard from multiple people. Yeah, you know, that, that gets out there. They've been saying that about the flu shot for a while, too. Um, none of that's true. Uh, there's no science. There's no studies. There's no proof of it. Um, Dr. Kunzweiler and I both agree that as soon as it's available to, to us, we're going to get it. We're going to give it to our families. We're going to make sure our friends get it. So um, that's that's not a concern, and I don't I don't believe that's a uh, it's, it's That's right out there with Bigfoot and... Uh you know, alien. Well, well, don't go. I mean, <laughs> now you put Bigfoot in the mix, and now now I'm conflicted, Doug. Yeah. Um, healthcare healthcare workers have been uh, getting these. I mean, you mentioned family, friends. How, how long before? And I, and I recognize that this is a sliding scale. You know, we're, we're figuring it out to some extent as we go. But do we know a, a ballpark? You know, wh- when can I raise my hand and go get yeah. this thing? Well, every state is doing this a little bit differently. Generally, they are first trying to vaccinate frontline healthcare workers and long-term care residents, nursing home residents. Um, and then after that, it varies a little bit. Uh, people are doing older folks since they, they seem to have more trouble with this. And then high risk, which means people that have other medical conditions that make them high risk or if they belong to certain populations, like Native Americans, uh, Hispanics, they seem to have particular difficulty with this virus. So some states are doing them in the second wave. Uh, And then the third wave in most states is going to be essential workers, which is like food care or food uh, handling people, um, uh, firefighters, that that sort of thing, teachers, yeah. And then the general population. So how long this takes will vary from state to state, depending on how much vaccine they get, how efficient they are at getting that distributed quickly. Uh, If you are under age 70 and you're generally pretty healthy, don't have any particular medical conditions, you know, it may be as long as June or July before before it's ready for you. And right now, nobody really knows because there are so many moving parts and so many variables in getting the vaccine where it needs to be and then getting people to you know, distribute it and inject it. Lewis and Clark County has been very, very efficient, but mm-hmm. not not every county has been able to replicate that. But the good news is, it sounds like 
by the summer, you know, Montana could be pretty much vaccinated. Yeah, which is, I mean, again, that's incredible. Very, very incredible. Um, and everyone's doing what they can. It changes from day to day, week to week, month to month. You know, the supply chain is out there. The distribution chain is out there. It does take some time to work through all this stuff. Um, we're doing what we can. Everyone is trying to do what they can to make sure that it's being done quickly and effectively. And there's not a lot of waste. Um, you know, I'm hearing anywhere, you know, from the state has changed their, their plan just this week. So um, everything's changing. The, the media is doing a good job. Um, the county health departments, if you have their website, go on that and it'll list where they're at. Uh, in their phases and who, who should be prioritized for that shot at this time. Tony King is the director of pharmacy programs over at Mountain Pacific Quality Health. And uh, Dr. Doug Kunzweiler is the chief medical officer out there. we got about five minutes left with them. And uh, I, I think worth pointing out this vaccine, that there, there's no charge for this thing. No, you know it, that that doesn't need to be a concern of I'm not getting it. I can't afford no, it. That, right now, if you get the vaccine that's been purchased by the federal government, that's free to everybody. Now, when when you get to the tail enders, I I don't know. It may be that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, some people are going to wind up having their insurance pay for it or pay for it out of pocket. But I I really don't think so. Right now, this has all been purchased by the federal government and it's free. Yeah, and right now we don't have a choice on which one we get right you, you don't look at the two and figure out which you'd rather have it's what's available is what you know and, and right now there's only the two and it just depends on where they got distributed and who they were intended for that may change later on i don't know um but uh i would say you know these if, if they've been approved by the fda for emergency use then that means that they are safe and they are effective and so take whatever you can get is my advice yeah one, well, uh, Doug, you, we, we mentioned you've got your shot. Tony's getting one here coming up. Yeah. Um, what can people expect? Because you've been through this. It's not anecdotal now. Uh, you, you get the shot in the arm. What, what happens? Recognizing that it's probably different for every individual yeah. to, to some yeah. degree. Yeah. So I, I went back and uh, looked up my old uh, military records. I've had a total of 18 different vaccines in my life. I, I don't know if that's a record probably not. <laughs> but at any rate... Uh, I, I can say that, that this was a pretty benign one. I would liken it to the tetanus. Um, it, it didn't hurt at all going in. Later that day, my arm got a little bit sore. The day after, it, it was fairly sore when I moved it around or if I pressed on it. I didn't have any fever. I didn't have any other symptoms. And by the third day, the soreness was gone. And I think that's generally what people can expect. But everybody's different. Some people will get a little bit of low-grade fever. Some people may get a little bit of swelling or, or redness. Some people might even feel a little bit, you know, sick. Uh, and that is your body's immune system reacting to it. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Yeah, that's showing that it's actually doing what it's supposed yeah, to do. Yeah, it's actually your body has reacted to it. It's acknowledged, though, there's a germ here, and, and it's mounted uh, the beginnings of your immune response. That's a good thing. Uh, you know, when you look at the media accounts, there there have been a, a few people who have had uh, significant allergic reactions to it, but but that happens with every vaccine, and it's it's quite rare. And the way they are are doing this, you get the immunization, and then they observe you for a period of time, about 15 to 20 minutes, uh, and they have people on hand who can help you if you do have a significant allergic reaction. It's nothing to be afraid of. It's it's like going to get your tetanus booster, or you know. Your little kids getting their measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine. It's very similar to that. 
Yeah, I, I think the number that I heard this week, they actually are trying to put a number on it. I think I heard 11 and 1 million is the, the number of severe reactions, which it's pretty good odds. That's infinitesimal. Yeah, yeah. I'll, and that, I'll take those odds. If you do anything to a human being, you're going to have a few reactions. And then after that, we do still need to be doing the hand washing and the distancing and the masking, at, at least until we get a, a significant portion of the state yeah, that's, care that's going to have to go on at least into the summer, okay. maybe into the early fall, and, and then, you know, hopefully we'll be able to eventually get ready. Yeah. But, but right now, we have to continue to do what we're doing. And, I, and I'd also add, let's get our flu shots. Let's get those done, get them out of the way. Um, you don't want COVID and the flu. There there are a couple that say they might have had both, but there are some also some loose studies that say if you've had your flu shot, then if you get COVID, it is way, it's less severe. Okay. So get your flu shot, get it out of the way, continue with the social distance, distancing, hand washing. Let's let's keep everyone safe. Yeah, we've got about two minutes left this morning, and Tony, I wanted to ask you know, do we have any idea of how long this is good for? I mean, how long does this last? Uh, you know, some of the studies have shown that if you've had COVID in and of itself, you're protected for 90 days. Some some studies are showing longer. Um, these vaccines that are coming out, um, you know, I saw a study this morning that's the the CEO of Moderna said maybe a couple of years, but I don't. It's just too too soon to tell. They're just going to have to keep testing these folks to see if they can still mm-hmm. see antibodies in them, um, and then kind of gauge what it is for the general public. Those with strong immune systems will probably have it last longer in their system. Those that don't have uh, the the immune system that a a quote unquote healthy person would, it probably will wane a little bit earlier. But they're just not sure. It's just okay. still too new. But if you've you've had COVID, you have recovered. You still need to go and get this thing. You can't Absolutely. just go, well, I, I had no. it. We're good. No. Nope. It's not the chicken pox. Correct. Um, go in, get it done, get that extra protection, protect your family, protect everyone else. Um, don't think of it as just you. You're not getting the flu shot or you're not getting your booster shots. You're not getting the COVID shot for just you. You're doing it for your friends, your family, and those that love you. Yeah. And uh, in our final minute here, uh, the, the news coming out here in the last week or so is that there's now you know, some significant mutations of this coming out. But it right. sounds like the vaccine is taking care of those as well, or at least yeah, they believe it the, is. The variant that came out in the United Kingdom has already been studied, and, and it looks like the, the vaccines are going to cover that. The one from South Africa, I think the, the studies are still in progress. And we, we can't say with great certainty that it will cover it completely, uh, but people are looking at it, and, and most of the scientists uh, feel pretty comfortable that the vaccine is going to cover all the variation we've seen so far. But it may be like may turn out to be like influenza, and we may have mm-hmm. to get a vaccine every year if if it you know varies a lot. Uh, we just don't know at this point. Yeah. The important point is we have a vaccine now that works. People should get it, and in the meantime, they should they should keep up all the protective measures that they're taking now. Yeah, and even after you get that vaccine, it's probably a good idea to wash your hands little yeah. bit quit sneezing on each other well it's a good idea anyway and we <laughs> yeah. have a very very low influenza season yeah. so far because yeah. that's what people are doing and it's protecting them against the common cold it's protecting them against influenza so guys that's all time we have i appreciate you coming oh, in awesome thank you thanks for i'm troy shockley and that's it for coffee break today be sure to check us out on itunes head on over give us a review there that's always much appreciated or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back here tomorrow.